everyone. Welcome to the Hey Hannah podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Maya Fields. But to my friends and those who know me well, I'm just Maya. I'm a higher education administrator, a mother, and a wife of 14 amazing years. But above all, I'm a Christ follower. This podcast is a special platform created to honor the memory of my beloved daughter, Hannah. It's here that I have the chance to have the conversations that I never got to have with her. To share the wisdom and love I wish I could have passed on. It's a reminder to cherish the precious moments we're given and a testament to the power of healing, hope, and personal growth. If you're someone who's seeking personal growth, inspiration, and practical advice to build a solid foundation for a successful and fulfilling life, this is a place for you. Join me as we honor Hannah's memory together. Laugh, cry, and learn. Get ready for a podcast that is so much more than you could ever imagine. The Hey Hannah Podcast. Healing hearts, one conversation at a time. special guest today, Jess Eastman Stewart, and she is going to help us definitely get organized professionally and at home. And I figure, you know, I'm very excited because we can all use this information. Um, So it's good to hear from an expert in her area. She has online and in-person workshops and courses to help you know, leaders get organized, as well as us everyday people who are just at home and trying to figure out, like, how do I iron out some of these kinks so I can be a little bit more productive, which I'm sure we all can use. I definitely can. Um, She's been featured in Forbes and mom.com. She offers a bunch of helpful daily tips if you're following her on her social media handles. And we will get that information from her today and make sure we include in the notes. Um, because we do need all those tips as well. So Jess, we are excited to have you here. You are our organization expert. And I just love, first of all, let me just start here, that you have really um, immersed yourself in a gift of organization. And a lot of people I find sometimes like they, they find it hard to amplify and amplify their gifts because sometimes they downplay it because they feel like it's a normal thing. But if you have a skill like organization, everyone doesn't possess that. So when we have someone who's great in that area and they can come and share about it, it's always a plus. So if you are listening out there and you have some skills that you feel like, oh, I don't know if everybody needs it. We do. So make sure that you're amplifying yourself as well. So Jess, tell us a little bit about how did you get into organizing and being a professional organizer? Yeah. So I, you know, I totally agree with what you just said um, that, you know, we all are bringing our different skill sets, you know, like, and it's easy to downplay them because when you're great at something, it's easy to feel like it must be easy for everybody else. Yeah. But that is not the case, you know, so creating like systems at home and at work, that comes easy to me. But let me tell you that I still use the GPS to take my children to school. <laughs> like getting around is not my jam. I don't even, it doesn't even, I can't even imagine somebody who just knows where to go all the time. Or you know how like on TV shows, they'll be like, 
I'm going north on this street, you know, or something. I'm like, I can't even imagine having a brain that would be able to do that. So, you know, we, we all have our strengths. And so, but it's easy to downplay them again, because you're like, this is so easy. Doesn't everybody do this? But the reality is like, we all have our little areas of genius and, you know, uh, that's just not, I mean, like I, I couldn't compose music, you know, I'm not Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I'm like, how is it amazing that in this Hamilton show, like all these songs connect throughout the whole thing? Like, I bet that actually comes kind of naturally to him. And like, yeah. I could literally never do that. So yes. yes, anyway, I totally agree. So I think, um, you know, I, I have always been the kind of person who loves sharing what I'm trying with other people. Um, I, I love that. And, you know, creating little systems for home, for work have always been come easy to me and, um, enabled me to, you know, I think we all have different paths to success. And I think for me, um, staying organized has been one of the keys to my success. And so I love the opportunity to share that with other people. Um, because I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I want people to feel more joyful and less stressed, you know, and I think we all deserve that. I want that for everybody. And so I think being organized is one of the things that can help that be true. For sure. I absolutely agree with that. Um, Especially when you think about a lot of times when you're stressed about something or you're just feeling anxious about a situation, it's because you don't necessarily know what's coming next. And I feel like that's a part of what organization provides for you. If I'm organized, if I'm planning my day, I know what's next. So my brain can like process and prepare for that. And it just makes it a little bit, uh, you know, easier to kind of take some of that extra pressure off. Um, I've talked about my boys a ton. So anyone listening, you already heard about them. But my four-year-old, so it makes me think about him. You know, he, we went through the three-nager stage and now he's four. But, you know, they have like, They're coming into their independence and they have their own personalities. So there is a point to this. So, you know, he would become frustrated when he's playing with toys and I'm like, hey, we got to stop. It's time to do this. Need to get your jacket. You need to go. You know, we got to got to hurry up, speed it up. And so I was speaking to his teacher. I'm like, hey, you know, what can I do? How can we figure some of this out? Because I feel like he's flipping out about putting Legos up. and. This is not the end of the world. Like, we got other (laughs) stuff to do. And so she said, you know, um, the best thing you can do for children, especially at that age, is have a system because they know what to expect next. So if they know, like, hey, we get we get dressed in the morning, you know, we brush our teeth, we put on our clothes, and we have 15 minutes of time that we get to play with the Legos. The more you do it, the more repetition, the more you incorporate that schedule for them, it decreases in their abrupt reaction, which it appears to us as adults, when it's time to change things, because now they know, like, hey, I know I got this time coming up, you know, that I'm going to get to play a little bit. So, you know, this is what we do now. I don't have to be so upset about it. So it's a process. Don't think like put the system in place today and your kids are going to be like Mary Poppins is here tomorrow. That's not going to happen. But <laughs> I just wanted to share that little tidbit too. It made me think about yeah. it. I'm talking about organization and with kids too. It's so beneficial. 
It really, it really is. I mean, imagine being a kid and having so little control over your day and right. what's about to happen. <laughs> People just take you places and decide what you're going to do and you have very little control over it. And so that those routines can really help. And I think they yeah. help adults too, you know, um, but routines for our kids are absolutely critical. Um, yeah. I think one of our most important is, well, we have a kind of a, a morning routine and an evening routine and those... Mm-hmm getting those in place and then revisiting and like tweaking them as things change. I mean, like kids grow, seasons change. Now we have soccer practice, you know, like things change. So they need to be revisited. But, you know, in the morning right now, we have what we call our morning six. Mm -hmm. And the kids need to get their morning six done by 8 a.m., which is when we need to leave for school. And it's, it's like, it's a list. It's on the wall. Um, and it, they need to get themselves dressed. They need to put on sunscreen. They need to get a water bottle. They need to get their shoes on. They need to eat something for breakfast. And we've specifically made sure we have things that are like easily accessible for their age to actually get themselves breakfast, which is amazing. Now that I have kids who are that's capable of, you know, they can get (laughs) themselves cereal or yogurt or warm up like a frozen you know, breakfast sandwich. Um, and then they've got to brush their teeth. And so throughout the morning, we've got that language. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to be saying like, Hey, get your shoes. Hey, get your water bottle. Do you have, did you do this? I just say, Hey, how's the morning six going? And they're like, I've got three things done. I'm like, excellent. High five. Go get the other three done. Um, and it creates that, that, um, you know, they just know what's happening and what the clear expectation is. Um, And then when we get home in the evening, um, you know, we, at some point we were like so frustrated because our kids would just like drop their bag on the floor, you know? So we were like, okay, got to make a place for the bag that's getting on our nerves. So (laughs) then we were like, okay, you know, and we got to invest in it for a little while reminding them like, Hey, when we we're about to leave the car, when we leave the car, what are you about to do? Yeah, that's right. You're about to put your bag on the hook. That's right. Let's go do it. Great job. High five. You know? Um, and then later on, we said, okay, that's actually pretty stru- solid. So let's say, let's add a chore right after that. And then yeah. we don't have to remember it. We know that it's coming right after that. So we literally, when they get out of the car, don't forget chores and backpack. And they put their backpack away and then they go do their chore. For my daughter, it's setting the table for dinner. For my son, it's emptying the little robot vacuum. Um, you know, in, in previous years, it was start a load of laundry and take out the trash for, for each of them. But um it, those routines like create a lot of clarity for them. They know what to expect. And it's so much easier for us than if we were having to, um, remind them, you know, of all of those things. And we do have to remind, I mean, kids and chores, like if you think that the success is not having to remind them, like it's going to be a long time before you get there, (laughs) but, um, doing it at the same time every day helps you not have to remember like, Oh wait, they're going to bed. Do I need to get them back up? Cause they didn't take the trash out. You know, um, having it at the same time really helps out. Absolutely. I can just picture in my mind, as you were saying that, like how smooth your morning must go. <laughs> <laughs> not always this morning. Um, this morning they actually, my, um, my husband, uh, had bought, um, like he, I think he saw some sort of deal on like a Pictionary game. Uh-huh. And I guess he bought it and then stuck it in the closet and the kids found it this morning. And I'm not totally sure. I didn't even get a chance to talk to my husband. Like, is that intended to be like a holiday gift? Like, what are we, 
I don't know. I just know they found it and they got totally off track. And I had to be like, okay, children, like set down the new toy that you just found. I'm not even sure what that's supposed to be happening, but go finish your morning six and then come back and we'll talk about it. So, um, you know, but still the morning, the fact that we had that allowed us to more easily get back on track. For sure. You know, when it was off track. So I think it helps even in the worst mornings, they're better than if we didn't have that system. Absolutely. And I love the name Morning Six, by the way. It just sounds like we're doing something really cool, but we're getting ready to school. So I don't know. <laughs> Find some type of way to incorporate that. So yeah. um, what are the most common challenges that people face when it's time for them to get organized? And how do you approach just helping them overcome those challenges? Yeah, I think one piece is just feeling deeply overwhelmed by all of it. For sure. You know, running a, a home um, is a lot of work. Running a home with kids is even more work. And so I think that is really hard. So I think my, rec my, I think my biggest recommendation for folks at work is actually to get into a little bit of a rhythm where you're planning your week. And I think the same is true at home. Um, and I encourage folks to have a weekly family meeting with the intent of actually getting organized about the logistics of life. Like certainly there are weekly family meetings concepts out there where you're talking about your relationships and how we're working and you're appreciating each other. And that is like awesome. We yeah. actually do that in our family. And if the logistics of life are feeling stressful, I encourage folks to start there. And actually just, it doesn't even need to be that fancy, but just figuring out when are we going to have the energy? So yeah. don't do this after bedtime. Like, you know, like you're going to be too tired. You're not going to do it. Um, figuring out what, what makes sense. So my family, it's always Sunday mornings is when we are doing ours these days. Mm -hmm. um, and my husband and I are spending the bulk of that meeting. My kids join for part of it. But my husband and I are spending the bulk of that meeting, just getting organized. We literally like look at the calendar for the week. We're like, you know, and that's when we catch like, oh, there's a birthday party next week. Do we have a gift? We need to get the gift. You're going to get the gift. Am I going to get the, okay, cool. You know, or like, oh yeah, we're supposed to bring the meal train to the folks on Thursday because they just had the baby. Like, what are we, what are we bringing? You know, and are you going to drop that off? Like when you do the before soccer practice, you know, yeah. like we just like talk through all the things, you know, like, oh yeah, we need to figure out like, are we going, are we traveling for Thanksgiving or for for Christmas to your family, you know, like we just have, you know, or, Hey, do we need to move money over from savings? You know, I mean, all the things we're just having that conversation. So we're talking about calendar. We're hitting on money. We're talking about parenting. And this is the point where we're like, you know, anything we want to work on with parenting, you know, and that's where like literally at one point we came up with the bags that they drop when they get home and getting them in nerves. What are we doing about that? You know, and you figure that out and make a new system. Um, or you're like, do we need to, do we need, it's time to potty train the little one. You know, like that's the times when you work on those types of things. So we have a little checklist that we go through. Um, and essentially what we're creating is like, we have a legal pad. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. And it just says Jess and John. And then at the bottom, it says together. And at, throughout that meeting, we're writing things down for me to do. We're writing things down for him to do. And then there's a few things that we have to do together. Like if we yeah. need to, you know, we might not have time in that meeting to discuss, like, are we going to do that holiday trip? 
you know, that we might, that might need to be a longer tri- a conversation. So we might put that on the list. Like we, we can't have the conversation right now. We're gonna put it on the list that sometime this week, we want to talk about that and make that mm-hmm. decision. So we'll put, well, we got to do that together. Or, you know, I cut his hair. So if we're doing that, like I got to be there wow. and he's got to be there, you know, <laughs> um, I, it, it sounds, it sounds fancy. I just used number three, like clipper and just like oh, the whole head. So it's, it's, he doesn't have a fancy one. Um, but you know, he, we both got to be there for that. <laughs> so we put that on the together list. That's and so great. weekly family meeting, just to like, see what's coming and clarify who's doing what I think is really, really helpful. Um, yeah. and it's probably the most important family structure that we've got. I love that. It's very simple. Like we all have some paper and a pen at home. It's just, yeah. it sounds like, you know, setting aside the time and really, you know, writing out what you have to get done. And it just sounds doable, which I love because a lot of times we feel like, oh, I'm so busy. I can't put this super fancy system in place. But it really sounds like, like just from hearing you talk, like this is actually doable. And so mm. I, I love that. That is something that seems very manageable to incorporate and ultimately offer a ton of benefits just in totally. a lot of different areas, your kids, you know, your marriage, your house, you know, right. And yeah. And my kids like it because they get to be on screens during this time because we can't be bothered. Like, so yes. they like it. They're like, you're going to do your meeting now, you know, because <laughs> they're ready for some YouTube kids, you know? Um, and you know, but I also, I actually have talked about this strategy with a, a, like, you know, probably hundreds of people over the years. And yeah. there are people who actually, if, if they've got flexible jobs, do it during the workday. They like have it on the calendar. They're like Thursday yeah. at three, you know, and they like get on Zoom across the town with their spouse and they're like, okay, let's figure this out, you know, and they are able to make that work and it works great for them. So yeah. you can also be creative about when it happens. Um, I even think like for single parents, like this could be really helpful. Um, you know, just any of the, any of the adults in the house, even if there's just one, just getting organized about like what's going on this week, what needs to happen and taking time to reflect, but also just get all that out of your head into a place, I think is really helpful. Awesome. Um, now we've talked a little bit about the organization of like your time and your tasks. Do you ever have to, when you're working with a client, get over into the organization of like space. So like office space, home space, do you ever have to touch that area so they can even move forward with time? Totally. Yeah. I I mean, I hear questions about this all the time. Um, And I think the key is to do things in small parts. So it can feel really tempting to just think that if I, my house is not organized, and the way to get it organized is I need to spend like two full days making a huge mess, like a TV yeah. show and like dumping everything out on the lawn or something. And that is, if you've got the energy for that, that could be awesome. Like I'm yeah. not no shade at all to that idea. And it's not particularly realistic for most of us to find that amount of time and that amount of energy you know, like you're going to burn out after like an hour and be like, why, what did I do? I hate this already, you know? So my recommendation is, um, to actually, you could even do it in your weekly family meeting, right? Like say like, what is one area that if it was more organized, it would feel better for us every day. And 
pick that area. And I recommend it's something that you deal with early in the day because that like mm-hmm. really sets a good tone. So it could be your closet. It could be your bathroom. It could be your kitchen. Um, and even get more specific than that, right? Like when you're talking kitchen, like, you know, the kitchen counter, you know, yeah. or the, the the cabinets above the the stove, you know, like getting really specific and just do that micro project, you know, and depending on how big the space is, um, it might take you 10 minutes. It might take you an hour, but pick something small and say, okay, um, let me just get everything out get rid of some things and put yeah. everything back in a way that makes sense. You know, maybe there's a little bit of cleaning in there, you know, wiping things down while you're there, but that will immediately make a difference. Then you ask the question again, what is the next place? And you don't need to do a thing every day. You're going to lose yeah. energy for that too. But like, what if you just said every Sunday, we're going to pick a place and we're going to get it organized and we're going to spend 10 to 60 minutes organizing something like you'll start to feel that difference um, and be able to make progress right away. So I think like trying not to, you know, bite off too much is I think a really big key when it comes to getting organized in your physical space. I like that. What can we do today or what area can we organize to make our lives better? That's a, hmm, I like that. It's simple, but it it works for sure. Yeah. Um, so we're working on some, I don't know if I'm necessarily working on organization, but I probably say working on decluttering because I've been like having this yard sale for the past six years, Uh, (laughs) you know, maybe more, I don't know, but I'm always like, yeah, we're going to have a yard sale and get rid of the stuff. And you know, the stuff is just kind of piling because we always have something going on. So this weekend uh we were able to start like we only had a couple hours that we were able to commit to the yard sale but it worked well but I just felt like oh I feel good we got rid of some big stuff like yeah um, a water table that you know is obviously taking up a bunch of space like a walker uh like a baby little sitting yeah thing and so with some big items and so I was like Yes, you got rid of this stuff. And I just felt like the momentum building. And yes. so I was like, okay, I'm going to keep this going. So I was researching, like, how do you sell stuff on Poshmark? So, I mean, I completely get, like, how that that um, action pattern just really transfers from thing to thing. Like, start small, build the momentum, build up those small wins, and you'll start to see some progress. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think decluttering is so satisfying. I mean, I think we can like, you know, um, generally agree on that. I mean, aside from like, I know there are mental health challenges around hoarding, but like in general, I think like decluttering feels so good. Um, and again, like doing it in those little parts and, and I, I clearly you were like putting things into a place probably. Yeah. You were like, this is where we're putting things that need to go in the yard sale. Mm -hmm. Right. Like having, um, I actually have a little um, bin. It's not very big, but it's in each of my kids' closets. And I actually am really proud of this because they uh, use it, but it says donations on it. I just, you know, with an index card. And they actually like, you know, they go to put on some like, you know, uh, a shirt and it's like too small and they just Mm -hmm. like stick it in the donate bin. Um, And I love that because, um, and then we've got one in the garage where we stick things that are just, you know, as I'm like, you know, like, 
we got this little trinket from some birthday party and I'm done with it. So, you know, like, but I'm putting things in there all the time. Um, and it, it starts to build that momentum and feel really good. And the only other thing I would say is just, there are, um, selling stuff is great. We are like big sellers on like Facebook marketplace and things like that. But if selling it is the, is holding you back, like you might want to also call the question of like, should we just donate this? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're like so overwhelmed and you're like, I've been trying to have a yard sale for six years and I haven't had it yet. Like it might be like, what if we just go ahead and and get this over to Goodwill? You know what I mean? Like, would that feel good to you, you know, um, to, to not have to worry about that, you know, and not have to price everything and not have to sit out there in the sun. So like thinking about like, just what is it costing you to have something saying if the selling of it, if you are having trouble getting that energy going, cause like yeah. selling stuff takes work, right? It does. So, you know, if you're like, you know, but I mean, it's clearly worth it at times. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, if, if that's holding you back and you're like, I really think I could get 50 cents each for these kids shirts, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, I hear you also <laughs> like, maybe let's go ahead and just pass them along. <laughs> Absolutely. That's hilarious. It's time to make an executive decision. <laughs> right. Or, or yeah. And also be realistic about what you're actually going to sell it for. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have some lovely family members in my life who, um, they're like, I paid $80 for those shoes. So they should probably sell for 75. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so on the other end of things, um, because I know, obviously I'm, I shouldn't laugh, but sometimes like people have a really heavy emotional attachment to this. So like, how do you address the emotional attachment that people and people have sometimes when it comes to their belongings? Because it's like, you're, you're getting rid of stuff and like every little thing is like, no, I had this in kindergarten. No, this is from preschool. And the emotional attachment just won't let them let go of anything. Like, how do you handle that so they can get their own life? It's really hard. I think some of the strategies that have worked for me in the past is taking a picture so that I can remember that thing. And the, the memory can come from the picture, not the item itself. So that's one thing. I think like, you know, imagining that thing being enjoyed by the next person can be really good. And so sometimes giving it to someone that you know can actually be helpful. So I've done that actually with some of our like kids clothing. Like I wanted to keep some cute little things that they wore, you know, but I I don't need like 14 things, you know, at that, from that stage. And so, but I'm like, but it's so cute, you know, and there's something about just like dropping it off at Salvation Army that's hard for me. So I'm like, you know, I have a place. It's actually, I have a, a section for gifts, you know, Uh um, and I keep them in there. And then, you know, every once in a while, somebody I know is like, you know, um, oh, they have a toddler and they're like, you know, coming by or something. I'm like, oh, hey, actually, can I pass this adorable outfit on to you? You know, and the idea that like, they're going to wear it helps me get it. So I think like, who might enjoy that furniture or that clothing or that thing. Um, and sometimes passing it along to someone, you know, can make it easier. So that's another strategy. Um, but it is, it is tricky. Um, and so, you know, and if folks are worried, like, but I might need this, I think that's another big 
mindset thing is like, I might need this. And the answer is you might, it's true. So there might be a time when your kid is like, well, if we just had a red headband, it would be the thing I need to finish this costume that I need for school. And you're like, well, I got rid of the red headband. You know, uh, I shouldn't have done that. And, and let me tell you, that's not the lesson to take away. Um, because in order to have the red headband when you needed it, you need to keep like 200 other items because they all weren't needed. Like, yeah. let's say you decluttered, right? And so like, if you declutter and then you find out in two years, man, it would have been really good if we'd kept that duffel bag. We would have used it right now. Like the lesson is not, I shouldn't declutter. Yeah. <laughs> because think about the fact that there are hundreds of things probably that you did get rid of that you didn't actually, you never needed again. And the only way to, I mean, so the, the general, the upside to getting rid of all that stuff, even if every once in a while you're like, would have been cool if we'd kept that. Ah, oh, well, you know, like go get another duffel bag. It's going to be all right. You know what I mean? So um, that's another big blocker I find for folks is just, you know, um, I might need it someday. Yeah. Um, and like, I, 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 it's, it's a funny story, but my, I was helping my mom get decluttered and, um, and I was helping her with a, a drawer that was like full of Tupperware and in there was a, um, like baby bottle yeah. from like when my kids were visiting. Uh, and like a pump bottle and like, you know, a little like nipple for the bottle. And I was like, I put it in the, like, you know, we can pass this on. Yeah. Stack. And she was like, we can't do that. What if like somebody comes with a baby and they need a bottle? I was like, they're probably going to bring the bottle with them if they need that. She's like, well, what if like a baby deer or something like comes and we need to like feed it? And I was like, I've never seen a deer in this neighborhood. You've lived here for like 20 years. She's like, me neither, but you never know. And I was like, mom. So anyway, um, it's like, it's, it's, it's funny. People are like, I might need that. You know? And I'm like, do you need three irons? You know, how often are you ironing clothes? Okay. Probably not that often. Uh, and you definitely don't need three of these. What if one breaks? Well, you know, we could just go get another iron. They're not that expensive. So we don't need to hold on to these three for the next 20 years, but um, it is tricky and uh, folks have lots of emotions. So I don't think there's like a perfect answer. Um, But I think starting small and celebrating that is like a way to go. It's just so hard to get rid of my (laughs) stuff. I need Mm -hmm. all 60 pairs of shoes. Um, I know. I mean, what if I get a special outfit and I have that's right shoes to go with it already? And now exactly, gone. exactly. I get it. I get it. Um, so I feel like minimalism has gained a lot of popularity over recent years. Like the wardrobe capsules, just get like ten gray shirts, keep putting them yeah. on, you know, that type of thing, and just really like living on less. How can that just I just want to get your thoughts and how you feel like that can benefit individuals and even organizations, just their overall well-being and productivity. Oh, yeah. Having less is is great. You know, whether it's like less stuff to do, less systems to use, less like, you know, ways to communicate with each other, right? Like if a team is like, we use Google Chat and Slack and email and text and, you know, like I'm like, can we maybe cut one or two of those out? Um, You know, less is is generally 
better, I think, um, for getting things done. I think when it comes to um, items, I think, I don't think that less is like inherently always better. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, if having a lot of something is not really causing problems, but it is creating joy, I think that's okay. Okay. I'll give an example. I have a lot of earrings. I really like earrings. I love big earrings. I have a lot of them. I have them for every holiday. Like it's a little silly to have like earrings that are like just for like a one day holiday, but I get so much joy out of these earrings. They don't take up that much space and like, they're not causing any trouble. So I think it's okay. Um, you know, like they're, 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 you know, they hang in a place. They're not like a big old mess. Like, you know, so like they aren't causing trouble. Now that doesn't mean that, um, you know, there aren't things that, um, can cause trouble when there's too many of them, right? Like if you have too many clothes, you can like not even fit them on your, your, you know, on the, the racks and that can get really stressful, you know? And when I've like decluttered my clothes, for example, I like feel so much better. I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually like all of the clothes that are hanging up here, you know, and it feels really good, you know, when like, or another example is like coffee mugs, like, you know, I'm a tea drinker, so I like a good mug, but I don't need like 13 mugs, you know, like I just don't. And so being able to, you know, um, then again, like maybe somebody does love having 13 mugs and they have space and it doesn't feel cluttered. And so maybe that works for them. But for me, like just curating down to like three or four and looking in my closet and in my cabinet that isn't now cluttered and they're not like stacked on top of each other. And I just have four beautiful mugs that I really like, like, I love it. You know what I mean? So I think figuring out like, what do I need to declutter and what is okay to have a lot of, you know, um, like, my kids have a lot of Legos, but they love Legos and they're not causing a problem. You know, like occasionally we've got to like clean them up, you know, and like all of that. But like we figured out some systems, you know, they're in some bins and it's fine. So like that is fun and it's not a problem right now. Um, But there have been times in the past where like, you know, we've just got too many toys and it's totally overwhelming. And, you know, I find that kids actually play less independently when there's so many toys and they're so overwhelmed, you know, like I think a few small amount of toys is really actually better sets them up. So, um, I think you got to call the question on like, is less better in this situation? I think that often it is, but I also think it's okay to be a little extra at a few places. You know what I mean? Like if it's not causing trouble and you love it and it creates joy, like, have your elephant figurines or whatever you need. You know what I mean? If that yeah. is like making making you smile all the time and not causing trouble, then go for it. I love that. It, I mean, there really are just small, simple things sometimes that could just put a smile on our face. So I completely agree with that. I love the Starbucks cups. I don't know if you really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're great. And, you know, Starbucks has this marketing down to a science because they keep releasing these cups like every couple months. There's I know. something, And they're always just so cute. Like They're, they're so cute. There's one. I and I can, I can put the lid on. I can throw it in my bag. It doesn't spill. But the problem is, you know, they're very hard to store. So, yeah. you know, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, I love the Starbucks cup. But then it's like, you know, you don't need another cup. So I completely get that. And for my kids, we have like the the stuffy takeover right now. Oh my gosh. The stuffed animals have, they've got to go. And they just get 
so like like now they're in the Ninja Turtles. So they just multiply. Exactly. He took him to build a bear and came back with Ninja Turtle selfies. I'm like, we we can't take any more selfies. We have to find some type of way to get rid of them, organize them. So I completely get that. It's easy yeah. to have a cute stuff just to pile it on. And then it's like running you out of the house because you have no space. I know. And my kids, it's so funny. They love stuffies and they don't ever really play with them, but they want more of them all the time. Yeah. They're like, you know, they always are like, oh, I really want that stuff. And I'm like, you're going to not do anything with it once you get it. And I know some kids really like a, you know, a stuffy and they'll play with it a lot. My kids don't, but for some reason they want them. They don't want to play with them. So yeah, it, we actually have like, you know, in, in, I think with kids, there's a good a time to do the declutter while they're not around, Yeah, you know, um, and just like send it out. And then like, you know, they're like, where's the, you know, if they do say like, where's the aardvark stuffy and you're like I don't know you know um where did it go I don't know um but the but I actually when I can try to include them in the decluttering because I think it it helps build those skills so you know I will say for example like okay we need to get rid of some stuffies so your mission is go find a stuffy that you're ready to give to another child go you know and then like they go run find one bring it I'm like okay go find one more, go, you know? And then like, uh, we'll do that until like, it starts getting hard. Yeah. And then, you know, we've at least made some progress and they've got to be a part of it. Um, I think that can be really helpful. Or, you know, at one point I remember doing this with my daughter, bath toys, and I just put like two little bins out and I was like, okay, this bin is for keep and this bin is for give to another child, you know? And like, she did the sorting um, herself because, you know, we had this this size container and it was like overflowing. And I was like, yeah. we don't need this is a fine size container for bath toys. Like we don't need, we're never going to play with too many um, that are overflowing. So um, yeah. So I like getting the kids involved in that when I can. And sometimes it's overwhelming for them and like, you know, it can be hard for them. So I think um, doing it with them and for them can help build that skill. But sometimes you just got to take things in the cover of night you know, and pass them along. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to that advice when you need it, people. It's going to come a time. Um, so I when peeking around your website, one thing I really loved is you do have the workshops and the classes and things like that, but you also offer a ton of free resources as well for individuals just to like incorporate one small thing at a time just to make their life flow just a little bit better. So let me ask you this about the workshops, the classes, and all of those things. When we're talking about just everyday individuals working uh, parents, adults, when they come to you, what can you offer? What type of class or session that they can jump into and like, yeah, this is where you start and you're going to definitely see an improvement in your life by jumping in here. It's, you know, going to benefit you the most. Yeah. I think, I think a key place to start is I, I have a strategy called the daily list and the the weekly list. Okay. And this is just about getting clear on a couple of things you need to do in a, in a given day in your house and figuring out how that's going to happen to keep things together. Right. Yeah. Like, so for example, like for, for a lot of people, dishes would be on that list. Like mm-hmm. if we could just get the dishes from the day, like processed and whatever that means for us, like that would be great. You know what I mean? Um, what is usually not on people's daily list is like, you know, uh, 
wash the sheets. Like you probably don't need to do that every day. I mean, maybe yeah. somebody has that situation, but most likely you don't. Um, so there's a free resource on my website about the daily and weekly list. And I think that's okay. a huge, great one to start with. And then, you know, I've got some resources for, you know, small amounts of dollars for like weekly family meetings and you know, all sorts of other things to get folks organized. Um, I also have a, a my, one of my most popular is actually a, a course of, that takes about an hour and it's get your email under control because people, Ooh. email is so overwhelming. So it whether is. it's like at work or at home, you know, like personal or professional email, like getting that under control often really helps people feel better. So that's another really popular one that a lot of people are getting. Um, but you know, the free resources, which people can get at jessicaeastmanstewart.com slash freebies. Um, there's a lot of really good ones. Another one, if folks are leading meetings at work, that's really popular is I have a 14 page list of meeting icebreaker questions. Ah, I've like been that. collecting meeting icebreaker questions for like over a decade in a Google doc for myself. And, uh, about a year ago, I decided, let me just like share this with the world. That's so anyway, smart. you can have that for free. And uh, that is really helpful for anybody who's planning meetings or, you know, church gatherings or really anything where you want yeah. to like have some sort of question to bring, bring a group together. I think it can be really helpful. That sounds really cool. I love the email one because I feel like I clear my email out and before you know it, it's back to like 602. And that's it's like right. I never, I never deleted an email. So yeah, that's definitely top of my list. How to <laughs> clear out this email. So Jess, we've had a good time chatting with you. This has been really <laughs> fun. I feel like you were just dropping gems left and right. So if you didn't have a pen, you probably want to watch this or listen to it again, because there was a lot of good stuff for sure. So tell us, how can we find you? You said your website. If you can tell us your website again, your social media handles, how can yep. we get in contact with you? So my website is jessicaeastmanstewart.com. And if you go to slash freebies, you can find all the free stuff. Slash everything will give you all the stuff that is free plus paid. Um, and I have a popular email newsletter that folks seem to really like. Um, with It's called the Friday Five. And I just share five tips a week. Um, you know, whether it's like something I just got on Amazon that I'm really liking. Like I just got a thing. I'm going to put it in there. It's like catches flies in my, like, I love it so much. Anyway, so I put little things like that, um, in my email newsletter. So, um, I enjoy writing that. Um, so folks can sign up for that if they want. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm at joyfully managed family. Um, and folks can find me there. And then on LinkedIn is the other place I'm active, which is Jessica Eastman Stewart. Got it. And we will definitely include this in the notes. So that way you can easily just link right up to Jess if you're interested in doing so. So we end every episode with the same question. So we are all waiting to hear. I know you're going to have a good one for us. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Oh, oh my gosh. I think probably just that sleep makes it better. And I think that the, that's like, it's like the answer to like almost anything. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and I think it's something that you have to learn, you have to experience yourself. And then you realize like, that's totally true. Like yeah. everything seems a little, uh, problems always seem worse at nighttime for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then if you can figure out how to get a good night's sleep, that makes almost anything that you're dealing with better. And I know that getting a good night's sleep is not always easy. Yeah. Right. Like that's not just a simple thing. Um, 
for all of us. And investing in sleep is one of the best things you can do to improve just about anything in your life. So if you're thinking like, oh, I need to get more organized and I need to get exercise more and eat better and, you know, do this thing with my career and get better sleep and blah, blah, blah. Like often I would suggest to folks like start with sleep. Yeah, that's a good little tidbit. And we all can do that. That's doable. It's manageable. Jess, it has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but Jess is a fellow Auburn alumnus. So War Eagles to her. This is a War Eagle platform. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been definitely great having her join us here. Thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to listen in. I hope you learned a ton because I sure did. And until next time, take care. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Hey Hannah podcast. We hope that you found inspiration, insight, and encouragement in our conversation today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay connected with us, be sure to like, subscribe, and review the Hey Hannah podcast. Your feedback helps us reach more people and spread our message of love and wisdom. You can also follow us on social media at Hey Hannah Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to stay updated on all the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and engaging content. And for those of you who prefer the visual experience, Catch the video versions of our podcast on our YouTube channel. Just search Hey Hannah Podcast and hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. For even more Hey Hannah goodness, visit our website at www.heyhannahpodcast.com. There you'll find updates, bonus content, and join a community that embraces you with open arms. Your continued support truly means the world to us. Together, let's spread love, share wisdom, honor every precious moment because here at hey hannah we believe that life is meant to be lived well remember a new episode of the hey hannah podcast is released every wednesday so mark your calendars and be sure to tune in thank you again for being a part of hannah's hive until next time take care
entertainment.